0: All right, it's time to deep dive into the bowler position for BBL Supercoach. Big
1: Horse, what are we going through? Mates, we're going to go or give you our thoughts on the must-haves, the pods, the cheapies to start with, and even some players to steer clear of. Let's get into it.
0: Welcome to the Ultimate Supercoach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. I'm the Supercoach Brain. You can find me on xsc underscore Brain. And the big horse is with me in the studio
1: once again to talk through all things bowlers, mate. How are you going? We're back. Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Uh, underrated, that new intro we've got going on. It's, it gets me up and going. Love it. Yeah, I know a bit of bit of uh, positive vibes. Bit of uh, absolutely makes me m- might want to go out this Friday
0: night, listen to that kind of music. But stores. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, mate. Have you um? That, tell tell the viewers because the commitment to the podcast. You dislocate your finger like an hour ago, and we're still recording. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I had a bit of an incident with um, putting the whippersnipper snipper away, and may pop the thumb out. So, bit of a jog down the road to an off duty nurse, and she's uh, helped me put it back in. It's an old footy injury and, uh, yeah, it got stuck. So, yeah, just no needed a bit of a hand, but we're back.
0: Right. You've got to watch out when you mow the lawns these days. That's an occupational health and safety issue, I think. Oh, I should leave. Might have to pass mystery, it on to the missus. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. <laughs> yeah. Guys, before we dive into the bowlers, we're going to uh, we're gonna ask you to subscribe, first of all. Subscribe, like, follow, review, do all those things so you don't miss another episode of the Insight BBL show. And also, if you haven't joined our unlimited group yet, there's still plenty of time left. So you can jump in by using the code 482267 or clicking in the link in the description below and that'll take you straight in there. We're going to be giving away weekly prizes thanks to the standard squeeze and we're also giving away a Supercoach Champions ring for the winner and lastly jump in the discord if you haven't yet we're going to be giving away our thoughts on nearly everything bbl supercoach for the whole season uh where you can get access to us our thoughts our last minute trades our, you know a lot of things are going to happen in bbl supercoach within an hour of a game playing we're going to see yeah. team lists come out that are going to be right at the last minute we're going to go "Fuck, this player hasn't been named this is who we're pivoting to or this is who we're changing to we're not going to publicize this stuff on x or twitter we're going to tell it, everybody in the Discord, so make sure to jump in there through the description uh, or the link in the description. Um, we're also doing the community team, Nick.
1: We are. Yep, we've got so, a team up and going at the moment, don't we? Thanks to the guys in the Discord, we've we've left it up to the community by uh, yeah, letting them choose who we've got in there. And might I say, it's quite a handy sold we've got uh, put together at the moment absolutely it is i'm i'm, uh, I'm enjoying it
0: uh, but obviously there'll be some tweaks and changes as we lead into game one and, and across round one we'll be making lots of changes to get that right so that'll be up to everybody else to get it right not us which is good That's um fun. mate let's talk bowlers now again we'll preface this by saying bowler only we're covering here in the next episode that we release in a in a couple of days time will be about the dual position players and that'll be a very relevant one But now let's talk bowlers because for me, I actually prefer bowlers only to batsmen only. Do you feel the same?
1: Absolutely. You brought up a good stat in our last podcast that 60% of uh, the scores or as per the average go to bowlers and only 40% go to the batsmen. You get one good nut and nick off and that's your day. You've got 24 balls here potentially to grab a couple of wickets or keep the run rate down. There's plenty of ways you can score as a bowler instead of, with the batsman, you're forced into making runs, and if you don't, there's your data. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. You gotta you gotta play with the numbers game, don't you? And if you get twenty-four chances versus potentially one good one, it's uh yeah, advantageous to focus more on the fielding side than the bowling side. And also our bowlers can still take catches in the field too. So it's not just about bowling to get their points. They can still, if they're a relevant fielder in the team and fielding in good spots, they can get an extra 10 or 20 per game in fielding. So worth uh, worth focusing on your bowlers in your bowlers section, I think, and then trying to get as many batsmen all-rounders that are also going to bowl up in your batting slot. That's probably the way I'm approaching it this year. Now, mate, well, let's talk about the must-haves first of all. And the must-haves, of course, are brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. You can go to their website, thestandardsqueeze.com. Use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off everything on their store. They might even by now. I don't know whether they are by now or not, but they might still be running their massive sale. So cash in on that if they are. If not, just use the code, get yourself some money off. So, mate, talk me through the first one, because I'm pretty sure we both have him. Oh, I can, cool. I think we both consider him a must-have. People are mm-hmm. a bit silly. Well, the 79% that don't have him, they're a
1: bit silly to not at least consider him, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And when we're talking about death bowlers and some of the better death bowlers we have in the competition, short Abbott's right at the top. Only 21% owned, but it is a pretty hefty asking price at 197 k But that aside, you know, he's going to bowl death. He can swing the bat as well. He averaged 64 last year, which, believe it or not, is his second lowest Supercoach season. That's unbelievable. Shit. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, it left him finishing fourth still with uh, in the best Supercoach scorers for the season. So he will bat at eight, bowl death and power playovers. That's one of the best slow balls or best slow ball bounces, sorry, in the game. Mate, what's there not to like about Sean Abbott?
0: I think maybe people are a little bit scared off by form against India. Um, you know, they probably watched the last couple of games and and all that, and they're not really looking at domestic cricket results. They're looking at someone who's playing against the best in the world. And yeah, he's, he got carded in the recent T20 game. I think he went for 50 odd or three overs and he got put to all parts, but fair enough. You're playing against the Indian T20 national side, uh, who are considered to be the best team in the world. So Mm -hmm. I'm not looking too much into that. If I'm completely honest, I'm looking at the role. And when we look at him, he's the leading BBL wicket taker of all time. So we've got to look at how good this guy has been across big bash cricket in domestic at domestic level. We can't compare him to anything else. And you know, you just mentioned his average last year of sixty four, being his second lowest average ever. That's that's that is wild. Like so, we we, at one ninety seven k, you could be getting him at a discount if he gets it right this year. And for me, I don't know where. Do you feel like there's going to be any rotation risk or any issue with him uh, missing games or being rested at all?
1: No. I don't think there is. I think he's going to play every game.
0: I think so too. The, I think the, the reason maybe he got sat, I think he got sat maybe one game last year during BBL, but that was a 13-round season and they definitely had more than one double game week. Whereas now, the week one, he should be relatively fresh. He's coming off this series from India, so he might need a bit of break. But I'm, I'm seeing him playing both games in game one and then you can look to move him on to someone who has a bit of a better schedule than the Sixers. Um, I like it. Now, my other must-have is only 21.9% owned, which I'm, I'm actually really surprised about. It's Adam Zampa, 131K. Um, he's not, if coming off a world record-breaking uh, World Cup campaign <laughs> where he knocked off Miralee's, uh 22 wickets, I think it was in 2007, and took 23 wickets in the World Cup, if that isn't enough for you, he has five games in the first three rounds, and he's also, keep in mind, just being sent home early from the T20 tournament uh, squad game against India or tour against India, that's going to give him more than 10 days break before BBL starts. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and then we look into the role, and he's going to get four overs every game. He's He used to be the captain of the Melbourne Stars, so he's going to have a lot of say within the Renegade squad, even though they're more experienced. Mm-hmm. I,
1: international spinner. Tell me, tell me why you can't pick him. Is there rumours... Or are the rumours true that he was sent home due to heartbreak with the bromance between him and Stoinis being broken <laughs> up? Or
0: Hey, I don't know. That's speculation, but I, or, hey, yeah. I'd, I'd,
1: be, I'd believe it. If it came yeah. out, I'd believe it. Yeah. Um, I, re- I really like this must-have. Um, for me, I, I won't be picking him right from the start, and I'm hoping it doesn't come back to bite me. I'm actually going another way, which we'll discuss later in this pod, but mm-hmm. hes he just broke Marili's record in the uh, World Cup. He's a fantastic bowler knows good areas. Bowls a really nice wrong and changes it up nicely. He's well worth the price at what, 131k. It's cheap for what you get.
0: I think you've got to look at the value you're going to get in, in some of these players as well. The value for Sean Abbott, yeah, fair enough. You've got to pay up to get the the points for him, but the value you're getting from Zampa far outweighs the value you'll get from Sean Abbott, I, in my opinion. yeah, Zampa could give you 160, 170k worth of value Whereas Abbott, you'll probably get 200k from him, and that's fine. That's what you're paying for. So I don't know. For me, and I know the direction you're going, and I actually really like it, and it's a good conversation point because you probably don't want to go with both. But uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But uh, Adam Zamper, I think you should be seriously considering him. I think 22% is too low. So mm-hmm. mate, do you have any other must-haves? I, I, I don't like to use the word must-have uh, lightly, but I feel like these two guys are maybe the only two guys you, we would say you have to have them to start.
1: Not when we're talking just bowlers, no. I think those two are up at the upper echelon of just bowler only in BBL. Yeah. Mate, do you want to take us into the pods then? I can. So our pods are brought to you by Bonus Bank. Our first cap off the rank is Matt Kuhneman, 104K, 15% owned. Probably one of the small amount of players for the BBL that he's guaranteed to play all three games for the Heat in round one. Was a lead spinner in BBL 12 last year for Brisbane and has also been picked ahead of Swepson for Queensland and domestic white ball cricket. Economy rate bonus always relevant with him. You are looking at him, Nate? Uh,
0: Yeah, it's between... uh, I only want to carry three Brisbane Heat players in. And at the Mm -hmm. moment, I'm tossing up between him and Paul Walter, And the dual position for Paul Walter is is very tempting for me. And knowing the fact there's a good chance he might have a heightened role in round one with all of the outs for Brisbane Heat, I'm kind of leaning in that direction. But if I wanted to have a safer pick, I'd be going Kuhneman all the way. Um, I I really like him. He's clearly ahead of Swepson. Now, we'll talk about Swepson a little bit later, but he's ahead of him. So for, for me, if there's going to be a player that sits out or a spinner that sits out out during uh, maybe there's a game where it's smaller boundaries and we'll talk about that again soon too because that's relevant um Definitely. maybe there's a, a a non-conducive spin wicket or a, a non-spin friendly wicket Swepson's the one that sits out every single time and kuneman holds his spot so yeah. for me yeah i i agree on that one i think i like i really like it and 15 owned is actually quite surprising i don't i don't it know is- maybe he's just not the sexy pick you know, like everyone's looking for the Swepson because he throws them up and he entices the batsman to go hard at him. And yeah, mm-hmm. he might get a couple of poles, but he'll go for 70. He'll never get your economy rate bonus. I can guarantee you that. Whereas Kuhneman yeah. just does his job. Puts a ball on a dime. A uh, little bit of spin here and there, but most of the time it's it's relatively straight, but he, he's, uh, got, he's got incredible control over the ball. And I don't know. I, I feel like based off last year, he did pretty well. So there's no reason why he can't do that again. Yeah, I'm with you. Next one, mate, for me, and this is a bit of a, I don't know whether it's a spicy pick, but it's sub 10% owned. Everybody else will talk about here is sub 10% owned. And that's Andrew Tai, 185K, currently 9% owned. I actually really like this pick. The more that I look at Andrew Tai, the more I'm like, fuck, I might even start with this bloke. Um, he averaged 60 last year. We talked about Sean yeah. Abbott's average of 64. It's kind of the same. You, you can put them in the same mold. They've got the same, a similar role. Abbott will bat higher than Andrew Tai. But in saying that, Andrew Tyre has a great role with the death. He bowls an awesome, changes the ball up, changes the pace of the ball up a lot. He's quite a tricky bowler. He bowls a really good Yorker at the back end of the innings as well. And he's their go-to guy for the power plays as well and the power surge, which is that over at the back end of the innings uh, mm-hmm. where they get to use the extra two in the two, two out of the ring. So for me, there's no risk of rest for him either. When we look at the Brisbane, uh, the, sorry, the Brisbane Heat, the Perth Scorchers lineup, You've got Lance Morris, who's injury prone. You've got Jai mm-hmm. Richardson, who's just coming back from injury. So he, he's guaranteed to get a rest at some point. Um, you've got Jason Berendorf, who isn't getting any younger. He'll probably need a rest or two, throughout. out. <coughs> uh, AJ Ty is the only one you can rely on here. That's actually going to back up and play every game. I think there was a quote from last year. They interviewed him saying, when are you going to get a rest? And he said, I'll rest when I'm dead.
1: Rest when so I'm dead. So from yeah.
0: For me, that's that's the kind of player I want for my super coach team, someone that rests when they're dead. You know, I don't need players not playing DNP for me in the second game of a double game week. I want them playing. So yeah,
1: Absolutely. Regardless I, of how good a bloke I like, they
0: are. I really like this pick. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I, I really like this pick. I love it. So for me, um, I'm he's in my team at the moment. So we'll see. Awesome we'll see spot. whether that changes in the next week. We'll, yeah, we will see. But, mate, talk us through. This
1: is your alternative to Adam Zampa. Talk us through your reasons. It is. So I'm going with Majib Rahman, who's 126K, six only 6% owned. He's a nice alternative to Zampa if you want to get a little spicy. Was a 200K plus player. as recent as a couple of years ago and has always played a huge role. He could bowl in the power play too. So for me, yeah, he might bowl in the power play. He's going to get his four overs. But I really like the fact that with Zampa coming back and he's world-renowned and one of the best BBL spinners and T20 spinners in the world at the moment, I feel like people are going to play quite defensive against Samer and then look to go after Rihman a little bit which in turn regardless of economy for me that that just screams wickets yeah he might go for 40 or 50 but there might be two or three poles in his four overs there so that's the way I'm thinking people are going to get more aggressive against him which means more well, for me hopefully more wickets
0: Yeah. uh, It's a good reasoning. I can't really argue against it. I think you're right in terms of people are going to be, they're going to have their eyes on Zampa because he's just coming off such a great world cup campaign and they Mm. don't get me wrong. They've done that in the past, of course, but maybe there'll be extra eyes on him a little bit more conservative approach against Amps and and more, uh, more attacking against Majib. So yeah. Hey, I I don't hate that at all. Uh, I don't mind it. Um, my next one is the alternative, I guess, to AJ Ty, and that's Lance Morris. Now, Everyone's predicting Lance Morris to be in this starting team. I don't know whether he is. It just depends on whether they want to come in with four quicks. Um, uh, and you know what it depends on? Ashton Agar and whether he's healthy or not. Because if yeah. Ashton Agar doesn't start, I would say they just go with four frontline quicks and then they can use Ashton Turner and they can use Cooper Connolly as their two little part-time spinners to bowl two each. Or maybe they just go, Connolly, here you go, enjoy your four overs. And those four get through 20. Uh, sorry, those five bowlers get through twenty overs. Maybe that's the way they do it. So I think if Ashton Agar is named, then Morris will probably sit out. But if Ashton Agar isn't ready to go, I think uh, I think Morris is is uh, is a flyer. So um, he took nine wickets in the four games he played in BBL last year. So he's not short okay. of a wicket. Um, yeah. He got the economy rate bonus in three of those four games as well. So and, and the the guy bowls fucking gas. He's um, you know, a yeah. bit of a bit of a wild thing. Uh, nickname being trans- transferred across from Sean Tate here. But the only issue for me with Lance Morris' is job security, if that wasn't a concern for me, I'd be all over him. And at 6% owned, it's worth a punt in round one if you see him. Uh, but I, Probably what I would do is make sure I had one bowler and the money available from a Perth player in my bowler section. And then if the Scorchers start and they they name Lance Morris in game one, I can just swap my Perth player to Lance Morris. That's kind of half the reason why I'm going with Andrew Ty. My tactic is there. If Morris plays, I'll probably just downgrade, bank the 30K cash, straight to Morris, and then keep that in mind for next week. Keep that cash in the bank for next week. Because the beauty of round one is we can make as many trades as we want until the round's over, as long as those players aren't locked out. So that's the way I'm thinking with Lance Morris, mate. Next one, mate, it's a bit spicy. I don't know how much I love it, but it's definitely a pod. 3% owned Ben Dorshis, 183K for the Sydney Sixers. Now, it's very left field. Uh, you know, the 183 K price tag has been earned though. I think that's one thing we need to consider is that he's earned that 180 K price tag based on his last season, not based on him being an import and just coming in at that automatic 180, 180 K price. So, um, he got 14 wickets last season, but he only had the economy rate bonus in four out of his nine games. So that's one thing to consider is he does go for runs. So you might get yeah. less points in dot balls, less points in economy rate bonus, but in saying that, most of his run, uh, most of his super coach points are going to come from wickets. So he's guaranteed to bowl power play and death overs as well. Yep, uh, he won't really be batting relevant, but for me, right. he's got the right role as a bowler. He's got that kind of AJ tie role for for Perth. Um, so it's a really left field pick, but Sydney Sixers have the double in round one. Then you can move him on to someone else in round two if that's your plan.
1: It's a bit of a sexier pick, this one. Look, I I really like him as a bowler, him and Abbott side by side, perhaps the best tandem death bowlers in the comp. Probably just a little bit too expensive for me, but at 3%, that's a nice pod.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Matt, do you want to take us through the last couple?
1: N-C-N, Nathan Cooten nile 172K at only 2% own. I can see why 2% because his body just does not hold up. But anyway, Mm -hmm. he's another who has earned their price with a red-hot start at the BBL with averaging 55 last season. Seems to start the season red-hot every year with a 187, 73, 169, and a 99 the last four years. Worthy risk with stars on a double? big injury risk and rotation risk though. That's it they they're, yeah. they're very impressive stats for first round numbers in the last 4 years.
0: It's it's funny, isn't it? He just turns up for round 1 and then disappears. But yeah. probably because he's fit and he's ready to go come then, but then, you know, as as the season goes on and as BBL goes on, those injuries start to catch up with him and he gets rests and all that kind of shit, so he might be a round one flyer if you want to get a stars player in your team. Because he's, again, another guy that can swing the bat too. We didn't mention that, mm-hmm. but he can hit the ball. Um, yeah, you're right, though. The, will his body hold up? Don't oh, I, I don't know. I just think there's so many other good options. I, I just don't know whether I'd want to take that risk. But the risk could be worth a reward if he pops off like he has every other year. So, yeah, there's worse well, picks.
1: Going on those numbers, you could just have him in for round one for the double and then Upgrade into Matt Short, for example, in round two, if you wanted to get super spicy. You could absolutely. And I think the Matt Short conversation we'll have in the dual position
0: episode in the future. You're but sure. yeah, he's yeah, he you gotta look for the money and look for an option to get
1: up to Matt Short for round two. So that's a good point. You do. How about the last one, mate? Henry Thornton, two percent owned. Could be a really interesting emergency loop option for round one in preparation for the Strikers double in round two. His first round, 260 last year, set up Super Coaches season that started with him on the double. Unfortunately, his 79 average across the first four rounds was where it ended for him. He ended with a seven, a nine, a nine, and a heap of DNPs. Can we see the return of the informed Thornton at Adelaide?
0: Yeah. Look, I mean, do I want to have 160K stashed on my bench? Uh, I don't don't know whether I do. I, I don't think I do. I do. And I am wary of making sure I'm not attacking round one too heavy and I am thinking about round two. But for me, I'd rather Jamie Overton, I think, at about 30K cheaper to stash on my bench for round two. I mean, we've got good options as a downgrade. Darcy Short's nice and cheap. You can use him for the double. You need to find a way to get Matt Short in on the double in round two. Hopefully, at a discount. Um, you know, there, there will be some relevant options for the strikers in round two. So you need to plan to get these guys in on the double. But I don't know whether Henry Thornton's it at that price.
1: No,
0: I don't know. It's it, it, and again, these are pods for a reason. They're point of difference players because no one's looking at them. But there, there is a reason why no one's looking at them. So mm-hmm. uh, worth a yeah, worth a shout, worth a crack. But maybe. Probably steer clear. Now, thanks to, thanks to Bonus Bank for supporting this segment there. And you can go to bonusbank.com.au. You can use the code INSIGHT, all one word. Get 25% off your first month premium subscription. Okay. And they'll teach yes. you how to do all tons of stuff on making cash-free tax or tax-free money. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the Australia's biggest side hustle at the moment. So get on board the hype train with Bonus Bank. Now, toot toot. cheapies, mate. I, I've got four here that I wouldn't mind talking through. Um, But before we do, the cheapies are brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. So you can hit Ryan up on Instagram, Ryan Astute Newstead. You can also email him, H at eganwealth.com. And uh, you can hit him up for all your home loan, residential home loan needs. He'll look after you. He's looked after both of us and many of our friends that we know. And uh, he'll give you a no-obligation free consult to just talk through your situation. If you've been hit as hard as as we have with the interest rate rises and things like that, you're going to want to get your stuff sorted so he can help you out there. Um, And it's not going to cost you a thing. So hit Ryan up on uh, Instagram or in the link below and and he'll look after you. Mate, Tanvi Sanger is a guy I'm very excited about.
1: He makes me write, so excited.
0: Uh, it, it, there's one word, gun. Like this kid mm-hmm. is, I think it's his fourth season, third season of BBL. So, yep. I mean, for for such a young player, he's still, he's, he's got a lot of experience. He just spent the whole World Cup campaign with the Australians as well. So he's got to see an Australian World Cup win and beat India in India. Imagine the experience that that would have given this kid. Um, I'm sure he's going to be pretty excited to bring that back to the thunder this year. Um He could be a really good bench stash. Someone you just put on your bench, you never have to play him because they're all on singles. You would just attack the better schedule and you you let him make your cash on the bench. He's not going to impact your scoring. And then you've already got him there for round four when Thunder come into their double game week. Because I can guarantee you now, there'll be probably two to three players from the Thunder that everybody's going to be jumping on. One of them will be Daniel Sams. The other will be Tanvi Sanger and maybe Alex Hales. I think those three are going to be the three most purchased in in round four when
1: we're looking at Thunder's double.
0: What are are your thoughts? Is he in your team at the moment?
1: Yes. Yes and yes. I watched the replay, sorry, the last game that India played Australia, that T20, and we all know India play spin so well. And India scored, what, 230 in a T20? And he still only went for 30 in his four overs. So... Yep. on a spinning deck against the best players of spin on the world and he's still going at less than eight, oh, count me in. L- unlucky to not get wickets, but my God, that that economy rate and then against awesome batters of spin or people that play spin, yeah, count me in. There's so much yep. money and so good scores to be made there.
0: For sure. And I mean, we, we look back to BBL 11. He, um, he got 21 wickets in BBL 11 and averaged 45 super coach points that would cost you 140 K this year for a player that averaged 45 last season. He's got the discount because he didn't play last year due to injury. I mean, you're getting, you're paying 80 odd K 83 K for a guy who technically should cost 140 based on form. So you're making 60 K by just picking the bloke. So for me, he's a, he's a lock. I think he's someone that every nearly everyone should have. And he's 20% owned. Uh, everybody else needs to probably play a little bit of catch up there. Um, Now, I did have Hamish McKenzie, but we've just received word that Hamish McKenzie is going through some issues with stress fractures in his back, and uh, it looks like he will be struggling to play any BBL this year. So thanks to the guys in the chat there for letting us know about that one, because uh, yeah, it looks like there's a concern there about his availability. Uh, here we go. Exclusive Hamish McKenzie has suffered a recurrence of incomplete stress fractures in his back and is pushing to play a part this BBL season.
1: So I'll wait for the Let's dual position. Let's put a line through him.
0: Yep. I'll wait for the dual position episode because uh there is someone that comes into a massive amount of relevance there. Absolutely. Now um take us through the next one, mate. Could be Rashid Khan's replacement potentially.
1: Yeah, Ben Menenti, 40 uh sorry, 75k, only four percent owned. Only an option if Adelaide don't sign an international player, which it seems like they're going to anyway. But just keep an eye out with the news with Adelaide and what they're going to do there because he would be the frontrunner or will be the front runner to take Rashid Khan's spot, should they not. Imad Wazim is headed to the BBL, but we're yet to hear the signing news. But Adelaide would surely be the front runners for his signature. If Wazim doesn't play, Menenti, 75K, double game week round two. Don't hate it. Yeah.
0: I don't hate it. I don't love it. You know, it's, it's mm. one of those picks where it's like, you know, it could work out and it could make 50 K, but I just don't see him being more than 120 K player. So if you wanted to get a little bit more spicy with it, you'd probably go elsewhere. And there, there's another option here that everybody's going with, uh, as opposed to him, we just yeah. need to see the Adelaide strikers line up game one, don't we? To, to work out what we're we going to do there. Yeah. um now uh, we've just found out as well as about two hours ago from recording this that david Payne has been signed by the adelaide strikers the english international that played for perth okay. last year so yeah. big left arm quick will will come in there which uh, i mean creates more questions and answers in, in how they're going to use him but he'll mm. be with us uh for the whole bbl so he's not leaving not going anywhere he'll play get rounds one through nine for the strikers so that's massive for them um I think David Payne averaged 67 supercoach points in the couple of games or however many games he played for Perth. So yep. he's a really good option. But does that limit now the, the, the ability of Menenti to get in this squad? Does this now heighten the Matt Short stock? Are they just going to lean on Matt Short and go, you're going to bowl four overs for us, mate, please?
1: Yes. That's what I think is going to occur.
0: Matt because Short, his stocks are rising. Yeah. Who else is – who's the other spinner? Darcy Short and Matt Short at the moment. And you just go with four frontline bowlers, fast, mm-hmm. no, frontline quicks. And you can strengthen your batting lineup and just lean on Matt Short and Darcy Short at worst case. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out there. If they do also sign, um, uh, well, actually, they can't because um, David Payne's their international replacement. Right. So mm-hmm. Ahmad Wasim, keep an eye out where he goes because he he was good for the Renegades uh, two or three years ago. So keep an eye out. We know player. he's coming. Yeah, we know he's coming, so keep an eye out for him. He'll probably come in uh, at a relatively cheap price too. Um, Yeah. What are your thoughts on Mitch Swepson, mate? Talk to me about Mitch Swepson because I'm on the the fence with him. He's 40% owned at 71K. Is he in your team?
1: Grass isn't always greener on the other side, and with Mitch Swepson, it's a big NO from the horse. Not really sure I like Swepson, but the price is quite appealing when you look that he's on a triple game week in round one. Are they going to play two spinners? Probably not. The issue is that he's the first to go if they play on smaller grounds or less spin-friendly wickets. Likely to play at the MCG and or Gabba, but could sit out the likes of Adelaide, Bell Reeve, those sorts of grounds. So I'm just – I'm not sold. I'm, yeah, I really no. aren't.
0: He he could be in the fades or antipod section for me, I think. Um, yeah. And- it's the price is a free swing. That's all it is. You can even just chuck the emergency on him. And if he has a fucking cracker in week one, you just use his points. So Mm -hmm. I I get the, I get the move. Uh, But so those three grounds, you just mentioned are the three, the first three games they play. So I think they play the first game at the MCG. The second game is at Adelaide Oval, where he'll probably sit out. And then the third game will be at the Gabba. So it just depends whether they want to play two spinners at those, at those uh, places or not in those games. So, very unsure. Very on the fence about Mitch Swepson. The price is, is very appealing, like you mentioned though. So I'm mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like he's a guy that I wouldn't start in my my five bowlers. So I'm kind of the only reason I'd use him is for Cash Gen. But then I'd want to get off him as quick as I could anyway, because Brisbane Heat's schedule turns to shit. So yeah. I'm just trying not to overcommit to Brisbane Heat players. Otherwise you could end up stuck with a few of these guys. Into around three, four, five. And I don't know whether I want to be with how weak
1: their squad looks. See, so I would much rather. I'm glad you said that. I would much rather sit on Tanvir Sanger, knowing that he's going to bowl your four overs and be a big part of the bowling attack there at Sydney versus Mitch Swepson, who's going to be in and out of that squad for 12K extra.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and we said a couple of podcasts ago like uh, job security is so, so important now for. Yeah. BBL with all these injuries, all this news, with players missing game one, uh, you know, potentially playing game two in the second game of the round, but missing the first one means you're going to have to pick them or not pick them based on the fact that they're only playing half the games. It's a it's a mess. It's an absolute mess at the moment. And I can guarantee you between now and the start of the season, there'll be tons more changes and more signings yeah, and be. more best 11, you know, predictions and shit that are going out the window. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tricky at the moment. It's very tricky a week out. We're, I think we're nine days out as of recording. So it's, it's starting to become harder and harder to get a, a solid uh, squad together, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So speaking about making it even harder to get a solid squad together, let's move into the fades of the antipods because these are the guys that are either popular that we don't want to go with, which is an antipod, or we're fading them completely. Now, the first one for me, and I'm really still a little unsure on this one too, is Spencer Johnson. 125k is 27% owned so he definitely he is, is an antipod territory. How do you feel about it? Because I'm if he lines up in game 1, I might take a punt on him, but there's there's more logic to fade him than there is to punt him just with injury history, the fact that he's actually recently been injured as well. Um the the risk the risk of future injury is massively escalated, isn't it? Because there's no way he plays all three games in in round 1.
1: No. Nah. I'm fading. Yeah. I'm, I'm concerned that he's going to get hurt. When was the last year he went through uninjured or didn't have to take a break because of injury or rest or what have you. So, yeah, I like my players playing, and I fear that he won't be playing every game. So he's out.
0: And I think also if you look at his stats in the recent 100 competition in England uh, and in the BBL, there were a couple of games where he really lit it up and everyone's like, fuck, this kid's the next Mitchell Johnson. Mm. And then he went missing. And didn't take any wickets for four, or five games in a row. In the hundred competition, he got three for one or four overs, and everyone was talking about this bloke as the next coming of Jesus. And then he didn't—I think he didn't take another wicket for the rest of the tournament or something. So, is he that good of a pick? You know, that—that's the question. Yes, he bowls gas, and yes, he's hard to hit, and all these things. But there's just a lack of experience there for me. That may, yeah. maybe he's someone that you just want to have a look at first. And it's if he lights it up in the triple game week, good on you. Yeah. He's one of those ones where, you know, there's a player that's like 30, 40, 50% owned. You're like, fuck, like I could fade them. They might not go well, but I just don't want to be a part of that if I miss it. Like a Josh Philippi, 52% mm-hmm. owned. I I'd, I could easily fade him if I really wanted to because he's a batsman only. Yeah, he's a keeper as well, but he could get a couple of good rocks. But I just don't want to miss out if he goes big. Whereas mm-hmm. this is in that in that situation at the moment where I don't feel bad about fading him and missing out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just not a fan. Uh, How about the next guy, mate? Another Gade of yours.
1: Yeah. Peter Siddle, 75K, 26% owned, which I don't really understand. There's been plenty of openness about his role this year from both the Gades and Sids himself. Basically, won't be in their best 11, and he's likely to be heavily rested and workload managed throughout due to his age. We'll play the odd game here and there. Uh, We'll basically play if and when Rogers or Richo or one of the other spinners are rested. So... If he's not playing every game, why would you have him?
0: Yeah, for me, he's definitely a fade. I think he's way too owned. A seventy-five k is the price tag, and the, the you know yep. leading wicket taker from BBL eleven, Peter Siddle from the strikers is in, is in everybody's minds at the moment, and everyone seems to have just erased their memory from BBL twelve, um, yeah. where he didn't do much at all. So for me, he's earned that price tag from last season, and I think it's only we're only going to see less of Peter Siddle moving forward. Unfortunately, uh, he will play a really good role though when he does play. It's just unfortunate we're not going to get the most out of him. So I think he's a fade. Um, a guy that I said I would nearly do everything I can to rip my team apart to get him in, I put him on the fade list. And the reason I have done this is because the more I think about it, the more I want to make sure that cash is spread across my squad as best as possible. If if Jai Richardson at 247k at 12% owned comes out and does okay, right? Let's say he does okay. He gets you 160k worth of value. He takes a couple of polls. He scores... 50 or 45 or something like that you still don't get anywhere near the value you've paid for him no now for me it, it's tempting but i have to pass he's way too expensive way too expensive now the only reason i think that you might want to start him is if you're a real risk taker and you just love picking all a team of pods a team of spicy picks and you just want to make it interesting and have fun this year pick jai richardson but i think the the only reason why you want to start with him is if you want to do a straight swap to match short in round two I think that is logical. I think if you want to have someone at that price where you don't want to have to downgrade to someone else to find the cash to go up to Matt Short, you can pretty much do Richo to Matt Short, uh, unless Matt Short just goes ballistic and Jai Richardson has a stinker, Mm -hmm. which I don't think will happen. That's my thoughts on that. If you want to get up to Matt Short nice and easy, go with Jai Richo to start. But I think if you want to have a more even squad, I'd probably be looking elsewhere. Look at an AJ tie. Look at a Lance Morris, uh, if you want a piece of the pie at Perth. I agree. Totally agree with you. I don't know whether you're going to agree on the next one, though. Jack Wilden. No, Myth. I don't. <laughs> Fight me. Fight me.
1: Do you okay. up? talk about Tell me why he shouldn't be. 91k, 4% owned. So, according to the brain, he may only play one out of the three games in round one. He's not in their best 11. Uh, Nate smells some trap vibes with him now, unfortunately. But for me, we're talking about Nessa being out. McSweeney. We're talking about yep. Lavashane coming in. We're talking about Kawaja coming in. Mm-hmm. We're not really talking about bowlers there, are we? So with, with his form nope. this year, I um, I quite like the fact that at 91K he's, he was priced at $166,000 2 years ago before doing his yep. ACL last year. I like him as a pod and at only 4%, I think he's going to play two if not three games. I think he's more likely to get through all his games over, say Spencer Johnson. So yeah, okay. Um, at four percent own at ninety-one k, that's my free swing. If it yep. bombs, it bombs. It's only ninety-one k. I can downgrade into someone else on a double game week in game t- in round two. But let's see how this goes. This is one we don't agree on. Yeah, no. I'd...
0: Look, the, the reason I don't agree is because I think his niece's replacement. I think it's as simple as that. I think the only time he will ever play is if Nisa isn't. So for me, because I have a similar role. He'll probably bat mm-hmm. seven or eight in this in this lineup in, in week one. Um, there is a little bit of movement with this squad as well. It seems like Paul Walter will probably bat ahead of him at six, and then maybe Wildermouth bats at seven. And and that's fine. A guy that's batting at seven and might bowl some death overs, fuck yeah. Like I'm all for that. And if it ends up being that, that's great. But I just don't know whether I feel good about picking a guy that's not going to play all three games for Brisbane and also doesn't have a solidified role for Brisbane either. It seems like yep. he's just coming in as a replacement. Um my yeah, and look, hey, if he stinks it up in week in game one, who says they're not going to drop him? And because he's one of those expendable guys, you know, like I, I don't know. I, I think the only thing sure. saving him for me at the moment is the fact that he's an all rounder. And he will bat at seven and he will bowl. It's, it's hard to find a replacement for Nessa that does some similar things to what he does. So I think that's his yeah. advantage there. Um, but 91K, you're you. right. We're not, we're not punting yeah. on a 150K guy, are we? We're punting on a 90K right. yeah. guy. So it's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah. I'll put, I'll put this to you. If Spencer Johnson plays round one, then Nessa's right for round two. Do you think mm-hmm. they rest Spencer Johnson in game two and let Wildermouth play game two and potentially rest game three? Or how do you think that'll work? Do you think they'll try and space the games for Johnson?
0: Uh,
1: yeah, look, yeah, probably, probably.
0: I, I think he might play game one and three, maybe. I just don't see him playing three games in six days or whatever it is. Um, it, it's it's too much for him, especially because he's been recently injured. He hasn't yeah. played much cricket recently. Like that, That's my concern for Spencer. He might not even play round one. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, then Jack Wildmouth comes into conversation. If, if Spencer Johnson doesn't play in game one, I'll probably look at him. But I think it's it's too much up in the air for me at Brisbane Heat. I just want to get away from them, as many of them as possible. Yep.
1: I love this chat. For those of you watching at home, drop it in the comments. Are you or are you not picking Wildermuth? Let us know. Mm-hmm.
0: Love to hear what people think for sure.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: mate, any other thoughts? Now, we've got Harris Ralph. Do you want to update yeah. everybody
1: on what's happening with him? So there is something going on with the Pakistani board, which is prohibiting him from coming to australia for round one i believe so he may be a healthy scratch for round one do you have anything more there
0: no um it sounds it just sounds like so there's a certain certificate that the pakistani board have to provide for him to come over and play in any other domestic cricket competition so it's just protocol basically and it sounds like the pakistanis are delaying that certificate so there's a, there's a real chance at the moment. I think the news is that he will miss game one for the stars, but he will play game two. So, uh, which makes things even more complicated because we don't get a solid squad for the stars for the whole round. We get mm. Harris Ralph and maybe even Osama Mir, Amir who's in the same conversation. He plays for Pakistan as well in the same team. Uh, maybe this happens to him too. I know that Harris Ralph was saying that he wanted, he pulled out of the test team. Maybe there's a bit of bad blood. We don't know. It's all speculation, but, um, yeah, Osam Amir and Ralph could come into this Stars lineup and completely fuck shit up for everybody. Mm. So looking at the Stars round one team, you've got to look at the solid picks again. It's exactly the same thing as the Brisbane Heat, isn't it? Just all it over is. again for the Stars.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: What a mess. What a mess. But there you go. That's that's our bowlers, done and dusted. We've talked through fades, anti-pods. We've agreed on some and not on others. We've talked through cheapies. We've talked through pods itself and the must-haves. Um, so, guys... Take it, obviously, we're hoping that this gets a little bit more clear. It's clear as mud at the moment with uh, the amount of movement that's going on in the off-season, but we're getting closer and closer now to actually seeing some solidified teams. So hopefully this will make a lot more sense soon. Mate, we've got one more to go, don't we? Dual position. That's going to be a banger.
1: Very spicy. There's a few nice
0: picks in there. Yeah, and it's the preferred role, isn't it, in Supercoach, someone that can bat and bowl. So we'll talk through a lot of the relevant ones there and we'll have the same format, must-haves, pods, cheapies, anti-pods, fades. We'll talk through it all. Uh, Anything to add, mate, before we wrap up?
1: No, just for those of you watching who are yet to subscribe and like to the pod down below, you'll see the subscribe tab. Click on that, click like, click the little bell thing even so that you know when we put something out for the wide world to see. Tune straight in off the bat. We will be going live just before round one as well, so we can show you our teams, go through all the up-to-date news to keep you guys up-to-date with everything going on.
0: For sure. Looking forward to it. Not long now. So, guys, that'll do. We will see you next time for the dual position episode. Keep an eye out for that one. Until then, you've been listening to an Insight BBL show. See you later. Peace.